Good afternoon. It is November 28th, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, a little column B, hosted by Will Limanos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? Happy Thanksgiving. I feel like every week for the past month now, I've opened it up this way. But there are so many sports on. It's so much fun. I'm going home for Thanksgiving. I'm at different people's houses. I'm seeing your uh, your new toy with your new uh, total setup. It's, there were so many games. I, I didn't know when it was appropriate to, to leave your house. You know, normally you're watching a game. Like, okay, game's over. I guess I'm going to go. But the, the games, they, they never stop. They never stop at your house. And we got to watch just just a little bit of, th- a little bit of everything. This was the first year having a uh having a football game on black friday was on in the middle of the afternoon as well as first time having a tournament in season tournament games going on feast week is always going on in the background is there something specific that really stood out to you this weekend with all of the different sports going on uh positively not nothing nothing specifically positive i liked having football on friday i was disappointed in the teams that we we ended up with however if you were to Imagine maybe Aaron Rodgers on that team. Maybe that's a, a way better game, and that sounds something like something I would also sign up for. But it, it was a little weird Sunday having fewer games, but it is exciting. And I, you know, I the reality is I wish there was less games on Thursday, and they're never going to change that because who has time to watch these games? And good for you if you do, because I'm kind of in the middle of stuff with doing the family thing the whole time. I did poke in a couple times to check out the score. I mean, the the game's on. It's just nobody's in there watching. It. We're all trying to socialize and be a family, you know, do, do the, do the stuff we we're proud to do once a year, whatever. And I wish, I wish there was more games on Sunday is really what I'm getting from all of this, but I liked, I like Friday. Nothing opposed to that. They didn't have a whole lot going on that day. Definitely not doing any shopping. I was, or I was shocked. I was shocked by the score of the, of the first game. Well, maybe not so much on the score, but on what teams it, it was going up against it. Like, like you said, Hey, there's a lot of stuff going on, especially at that 1230 window. Usually uh, I think people have, you know, a little bit of a later, lunch or an earlier dinner so that's prime time for getting ready so you know out and about doing stuff helping out and then go peek at the tv and see it's 20 to 6 but it's the packers that are up 20 to 6 in in 2023 there's no more aaron Rodgers. oh boy was i i was i was very surprised by that score well we'll get to that when we get to our picks which did not go very well for me this past week i i dropped it i dropped the ball big time uh you i believe are up by six picks and it will be challenging. You you are going to have to go on quite a like – you're going to have to really fumble the ball here for me to even get back into it. Anything can happen any week, but last week was not my week, and you do have a strong commanding lead. You're still trailing Nate, but like you said, you're just competing against me, which is why I don't also mind losing to other people in the group. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, with that being said, let's kick off this week's picks. First, uh, first on Thursday here, we have the Seattle Seahawks at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys won big, taking care of business, 45-10 against the Washington Commanders. Seattle not so much, struggling against arguably a very good team in the San San Francisco 49ers, so maybe not the worst loss in the world to have. That being said, I'm going to take Dallas at home. They just seem to score points. I don't like where Seattle's at. There were moments this year where they look like a 6-5 team, so I don't think that they should beat an 8-3 team in Dallas, even if you don't think Dallas's wins quite add up to the competition you wish it was. But Seattle's an up-and-down team. They're six and five. I, I feel like that's exactly how I should feel about them. They're meh. They're fine. But I think the Cowboys are a good team, so I think they will win this week. Who do you got? 
I am also going with the Cowboys. I think this is going to be a, a good litmus test for them. Like you said, Seattle is six and five, so they are over five hundred. There's been a lot of talk of well, Dallas has really only beat up on the on the bad teams, but I mean, they just they just stomped the Commanders. That that was just a you know, walk in walk in the park for them, no problem. Uh, and I also agree with you that the Seahawks, it, like at times they've been an over five hundred team. I don't know if right now if they obviously the record says it, but just that team that you're getting, I'm not sure if they're as tough as they were earlier in the year. Kenneth Walker uh, getting hurt definitely doesn't help. Geno Smith is you know, banged up and getting getting more so uh, every, every week. So I am going to take the Cowboys and. Just cause I'm feeling, you know, little little frisky. This is gonna be my lock of the week. No Thursday way. night. No way. On yep. Thursday, you this isn't Thanksgiving. This is a complete... You're terrified of Thursday. You you overthink Thursday so much that you you just you sometimes you just gotta go with it. It's still a football game. They played last Thursday, so they got the full week. Just don't overthink you're overthinking the Thursdays. You could better take the under on the points on every Thursday for the rest of time. That, that I'm okay with. Well, that scares me because I don't think Seattle is that high scoring of an offense. And that if this game floats around that 13 to 21 range, I, that Dallas will be at risk of losing it. That's why I just wouldn't lock it in. It's just, it's, you don't really, one team's going to be ready for this. One team won't be because that's pretty much every Thursday. And that's why the games end up not being that great. Cause a lot of the times actually both teams aren't ready because it's just too fast. The week off, I, I'm sure that'll be an advantage, but I just, I just wouldn't lock it in. I don't. Uh, Thursdays scare me. You're right. I'm, I'm intimidated by the Thursdays and the lack of preparation and the wild card that it ends up being. But let's move along to Sunday. Sunday, we got the Annapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. Colts coming off a win. Titans come off a win. Neither win a team that you should brag about in the Colts defeating Tampa Bay and Tennessee defeating Carolina. Is it, is it weird that the Colts, without their big hotshot quarterback, of which everyone has inarguably said was a win, He's not a bust in Richardson, isn't playing, and this team is 6-5, and five, and yet we're still like excited to have Richardson back next year. What are we going to do with Minshew? I have no idea what his future holds, but I think his future holds a victory this week. I'm taking the Colts on the road. I can't I can't find anything exciting to say about Tennessee. It doesn't appear like Levis is going to have like his opening night sort of debut again of numbers, and they're just a less enthusiastic run game with King Henry just looking as old as ever. I'm I'm taking the Colts on the road. Maybe maybe we could see some life out of Tennessee, but this is this isn't like a team I I feel good about ever picking at least this season. Who do you got? This is a this is a week one, you know, where I'm going I'm going with the Colts, but I'm pretty sure uh, Jonathan Taylor uh, injured injured his is a finger, so not sure if he's gonna play. I think maybe uh, Zach Moss will step in and he might be able to get get the job done, but. I mean, the Titans, you, you beat the Panthers, but you only beat them by a touchdown. You know, the coach got fired afterwards. He was at the end of, end of his rope there. So I just, I just don't think the Titans have, have anything there and that this is going to be, this is going to be an ugly one, but that the Colts, the Colts will win. This should be one you go for a tie. Maybe. I, I also just, I, I haven't heard the rumors. I'm sure we'll hear it at some point, but I'm not advocating for firing Vrabel. This is just some teams are going to have down years. This roster wasn't ready. You went into it with a quarterback that just couldn't get it done the last couple of years and wasn't able to get it done this year, and you had a rookie. There's nothing. There's no reason that you guys should have had higher expectations. Is what I'm saying. I don't want to fire Vrabel. Let's, let's keep. Let's keep the Tennessee coach. Let's not move on from that. We were going to move on to this next game and talk about this as quick as possible. It's going to be the L.A. Chargers at the New England Patriots, who are two and nine and lost to the Giants and essentially control their own destiny to whatever draft pick they truly possess. 
I I think we're better than the Chargers, but I don't think we're going to win. And at this point, I'm embracing tanking. So let's let's take the Chargers on the road. And when the Chargers mess this up and you manage to get one extra point on me, it's it's just the Chargers biting me one more time. Are you going to go with the home team? Are you going to go with the 2-9 and nine team? And which quarterback do you think is going to defeat the Chargers this week? I, I I can't go with the I can't go with the home team. I can't go with the Patriots. How does a defense hold the teams to single digits almost? You know, just ten points. But our offense can't score double digits. Mac again looked terrible. Zappy came in also pretty terrible. It's like, is there anybody else back there? Earlier in the week, he had uh, Belichick had come out and said everybody's got to be ready because he didn't want to say exactly who's going to be quarterback. It's like oh. I'll be ready. Get some other people that, you know, might might get to go thrown out there. Do you think that this is actually taking on purpose, or do you think that this is just Belichick just doesn't have it at all anymore? I don't think it has anything to do with Belichick. I just didn't think, Mac, we got the best we could get out of him. We're asking for too much. He's not going to be able to deliver. Zappi, I'm, I mean, he's never started a game. Can we at least give him that some benefit of the doubt, or at least the games he has started has, haven't been consistent? He might have started one and then got benched the next one. I just the the bring him in in the second half. I don't know what you're seeing at practice, but if you don't like what you're seeing at practice and you don't like what you're seeing in the second half of him, why do we still have Zappy too? Like, why do we still have either of these guys? You clearly have pulled the trigger multiple times in multiple games to switch back and forth between them, which is enough to say that neither one's really working out that well. So I I just I want to make a change with like you said with anyone, someone else, something else. I mean, there's there's guys. There's guys starting for teams getting wins, living with their parents still. Can we can we get one of those guys? Maybe I'm just saying anyone would be more entertaining to watch of this, and it's not like they could do any worse. Like that. That's why I don't fall. That, that, yeah, that's kind of where I'm thinking. Like, how could this be worse? We had it just right, seven points. Bring Will Greer in off the off the practice squad, and yeah, let Mac start at the beginning, and then after his second interception, okay. Bring Will Greer in. I mean, you know, the coaches are watching. They see it more than, than we do, but I just don't see how this could be worse. And if Will Greer's not the guy, how is there not somebody else out there that isn't getting uh, getting the run to say, hey, what do, what do you have? You know, we're not for sure going to draft a quarterback in, in this year's draft. We might be looking for next year. So why are we not looking right now? I want to talk a little bit more about the Chargers. They lost to the Ravens on – what I actually think was a pretty winnable game for them. I thought their defense was pretty good, depending on your opinion of Baltimore, but I, I think they're a pretty solid team with a decent offense. It wasn't Lamar's best day, but I thought I just thought the Chargers defense played good enough to win that game, and it was actually the offense that ended up letting them down. Just something to keep an eye on. I, I think we're always finding ways to blame the coach, finding ways to blame. It's time to start blaming this offense a little bit. It's, start, it's time to start blaming this quarterback a little bit. And, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I just I just feel like we don't do that often enough. You have been off this bandwagon from the get-go, but in terms of blame, I don't really hear enough people talking about how bad the offense was this game. But the defense was all right. So maybe maybe they are on something there. Maybe they're a defensive team now. Maybe they'll have more success that way. I, I, I don't know. But I think we both got them as a win for this week because we said enough things about the Patriots. So let's, let's not trash them. But I don't even think they can Chargers this. See, that's, that's kind of why I thought you were going to pick week, the Patriots. Every every week, the Patriots are – see, the Chargers have been charging for a long time. So, you know, you, you keep an eye on that. You know, we kind of know it. But the Patriots don't normally do that. But now this is a new concern that we have. And how many games have we, in the fourth quarter, had a shot to win? Might have been, you know, 
a little bit of a long shot. Maybe, uh, you know, you need 10 points, but, like, you're marching down. All right, something could happen. And then, no. Nope, doesn't happen. I mean, it happened again. We're coming off a bye week, and we could we couldn't even get double-digit points. Like, that that's almost impossible. And then the, the game in general was just ugly. I think, uh, what, the first points were uh, under under two minutes in the first half? Just gross. It's not like we were going against a, a really good team. It just seemed, it seemed like we're, we're very strategically tanking, and it just makes me wonder if uh, Belichick has got one more trick up his sleeve, and that is this tanking year of, oh, yeah, we're going to keep Mac out there. And, oh, well, he's trying his best. And then every week, somehow, down the stretch, we blow it. This one. Miss a very makeable field goal. I don't know if we're going to win in overtime. Probably, probably would have been a tie with the amount of points getting scored. But... You gotta make the make the field goal. All right, I want to move on, but we're gonna talk two more topics here. Do you think? Do you think if you were one of these quarterbacks, and we have we have seen this before, if the, when when all the season ends and the Patriots end up, let's just say top three, do you think you'd be shocked if one of the players that is projected to be drafted there suddenly said, "I don't want to go to New England"? And do you think moving on from Belichick is any is like is that enough to finally move on if he doesn't want to play for Belichick? Why would someone not want to play for Belichick? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I could see someone. That would give me way more pause about the player. Okay. All right. We answered that part. Next yeah. part I, I want to answer is Brady was blasted kind of all over media this, this whole week and of blasting the NFL, of letting them know that this is all mediocrity. When I was playing, there was far more preparation, far more competitive edge on every single team in that there, were, there, were, there was offenses. There was defenses. You were allowed to hit players. There was an impact. There's an intimidation. There's all sorts of things he was saying. Is he talking about how bad the Patriots are and that that, that is an out of the level of mediocrity here? Or is it just a general feel of most of the teams? Because I, I, I do feel that way, especially offensively. I mean, just look at the starting quarterbacks across the league. Is is there mediocrity in the league right now? Have we, have we dropped a few levels? Like, is that safe to say? I... I think that there's been there, there's been injuries. I think that there is something to the shortened off season, uh, more guys resting during during the season. But I think there's also a healthy uh, slice of old players, and especially Brady's only been out of the out of, out of the league for one year. But think about any of his contemporaries, like anybody that was drafted his year. It's almost like a generation older. So age wise, who he's talking to. You know, you, you run into the, it's the same thing we get with the NBA of, oh, no, these guys are, you know, not nearly as good. It's like, well, wait, wait a minute. The nutrition's better. Everyone's getting smarter. We have more analytics now. You think that we're getting worse? I just I just don't see maybe for one year, but I got to imagine the trend is always teams are getting better. Players are getting better. You, you start earlier on. Uh, you get better coaching when, when you're younger. Like I said, better the better nutrition, all of that. You name, image, and likeness now in, in college, so you can you, you can afford to get yourself a meal <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, I I, I just I, I'm unbelievable. I think it's unbelievable the the quarterback quality that's currently in the league. Like, a, there's a ton of injuries, but there's also like some teams that brought in the backup, and the backup's not even getting it done, and they're looking on the third string guy or or, or a, a second injury happened. It's it's some ugly, ugly, ugly wins out there. Uh, all right, moving back on to the picks here. We're going to have Detroit at the New Orleans Saints. Wait, hold on. There's the last thing. I don't know if uh, – did, did we talk about this? I was wondering, is it actual plays worse, or is it just all the games are televised now? 
way more people are watching Red Zone. It's just easier to watch the games. They've even added more games. You know, it used to just be what one or two games on uh, on Thanksgiving. Now there's a third game everybody can watch. There's one on Friday. You know, Amazon Prime. I think a lot more people are able to watch it. Is it the quality is a lot worse, or normally you'd only watch? Like the premier game, you had the CBS game, the Fox game, and the NBC game, and they made sure that those were good. So every once in a while, you'd have a, a stinker. But now it's just everybody watches every game. Everybody listens to you know, multiple podcasts talking about every single game. Is it just more? We have more information. No, no, no. the quarterback plays is far worse. There are mistakes being made by guys that we used to laugh at. A, a few groups, a few quarterbacks used to make during certain eras. There was far more dominance with the quarterback position, and I guess there's just not enough of that. And it also just feels like this league has done everything they can to favor the offense and to damage the defense and to protect the offense as much as they can. It's confusing to me that nobody else can seem to figure this all out. And if they do figure it out, it's quickly countered. New guys come in. They dominate for three games. We get three games of film on them. Their next three are their worst games. That, I, I don't know if that's getting better at defense, getting better at coaching and figuring all that stuff out, or maybe factoring in just the predictability of certain teams right now. I don't know what teams, the teams that are good are the ones that have X factors. The teams that are good are quarterbacks that are able to extend the play as well as just get rid of it quickly and don't take turnovers. It just, I don't think there's enough gunslingers out there that I'm truly fearful of on a Sunday, on a, on a very Sunday basis. Like I just don't see that. And I used to see that. It used to be a lot of quarterbacks you'd circle on the schedule and be like, Hey, that guy's coming to town. I know it's any given Sunday and anything can happen, but we're, we're going to have our hands full with this. And, I don't think you have your hands full with as many guys anymore. Like you, everyone can kind of have a chance every week, and I don't think that's to compliment the rest of the league on catching up. I think it's a lot of the offenses just not being what they once were. So I, I, I think there's some mediocrity in here. I don't think we're in a problem spot with the league. The league's fine. Like everyone's still watching. I just think there used to be there used to be better there used to be better players at quarterback, and I don't think you can really argue it any other way. And there's new guys getting drafted every year. I don't know what the solution is of holding on to guys longer. We're moving on from them faster and just taking more shots. I've seen it happen with both teams. We're going to see what the Patriots do right now. I, I I think in the past I would have said you hold on to a guy, you hold on for three years, you develop him, you trust your coaching, you trust your system, and you see what you end up with. But now I kind of wish the last three years maybe we should have had three different starting quarterbacks. Like why why maybe what we saw year one wasn't wasn't good enough. Like if they don't come in and just pop immediately, should you just move on? I, I, I don't know, but I think that has a lot to do with it's it tough. as well. I think that has to do with what we have in the league right now is that we we don't know the answer to that, and there's too many teams switching back and forth between those strategies, and that makes it impossible for quarterbacks to really be successful in this. So how do you fix that? Like, is really the my, my, my problem with the mediocrity is fixing that or, or at least committing to a direction long enough to, to get some answers, and I, I don't know if we're doing that properly either. That, that, that's, that's I wonder what I, if any of it has to do with the the analytics saying you're, you're better off passing than running the ball, and maybe there's a there's a, a certain piece that's missing where the quarterback is made better if there's more of a more of a run threat, and so when the defense just knows, hey, like you said, the predictability of it, hey, most of the time they're gonna be throwing the ball. We don't even need to worry about the run. Even if they do run, all right, they get three yards. Who cares? Like they gotta get, they they gotta get gotta get seven plus more, to you know to get a first down. So we'll just sit on them and wait on these quarterbacks, and may, maybe there's there's a piece missing there. But I, I think something has to has to change because, like you said, it, it, they they've made the rules easier for the offense. So you would think that the scores would be higher, and you would think that the quarterback play would continually improve with these rules. 
I also think where you you talk about the improvement of the, the smarts of just everyone kind of being smarter, healthier, and just working more efficiently and all that. Like we have as good as running backs, I think, in the league as we've ever had. I think we're set there. I think there's as many good wide receivers. There's far more relevant tight ends than we've ever had. They may not be the golden era of you know Gronkowski and, and some company of of all that, but it's it's still pretty good. Like I, I just think there's there it's weird to me that the offense it, we highlight the quarterback so much as being such an important position and it is. But why why can't we get good guys drafted at that? I mean they go with the high picks all the time. We we see so much film on them. They're talked about so much. They're they're under a microscope so much and. We still can't figure it out. I feel like we know everything we could ever want to know about these guys. I don't know what more information we should be using to analyze this because whatever they're doing, they're not doing it right. And it, it can't just be so situational that if you just walk into a good team and that, that, that makes it so much easier. That's not how you rebuild a team. You can't you can't just be ready for a quarterback to just walk in. You're already a good team. You're never going to get a high pick like that. So like, how, how do you make it a good situation for drafting a quarterback at a high pick and make it worth it for everyone? It's... It's challenging, and I, I, I think that's a lot of the mediocrity that we're having right now. But What, what I think is interesting is that it's not necessarily like specific teams. It trends towards those teams just because the bad teams get the higher picks more frequently, so they struggle. But you, you would just think each team is you know, a, a multi-billion dollar company, and this is one of the most important things that your company has to do is assess this specific talent. And if you can get it right, you are going to be set. And if you don't get it right, you are in trouble for years. And that still, it's not like teams aren't trying. I'm sure different teams are trying different things, and there's different levels of ability. But we still see it. There's still just a real struggle. Like I, you don't see this in the in the in the NBA to nearly this level. I know, and and you know that they're. I, I I'm confident that they're still dedicating all of the resources that they have to actually making good decisions. I think it just reflects on how challenging it is. It's hard to get a lot of people to agree on stuff. We're going to see that in every work hit, work background across every platform. Like that's like people are hard to work with. It, it's not always easy to get everyone to agree on anything ever. So to agree on a draft pick, I'm sure that's half the battle of it all. But I, I just, I just know that they're putting so many resources into all of this and that it's not like they're half-assing this ever. I don't ever want to think any of the NFL teams are doing that. But for everyone to have such a poor success rate, I mean, I don't want to pick names, but there's teams that haven't even made the playoffs in my lifetime that I probably never even had a starting quarterback for more than a couple seasons. That's that's crazy to me that, that, that they fall into that situation that nobody can come and fix this. That that's an unfixable problem, and, and that their only solution is to just keep trying, just whatever, just keep, just, just keep, keep doing that. Like how how is no one just uh, like said, that arm? I'm done. Like I, I'm just gonna do. We're gonna have three quarterbacks. We're gonna have three different guys on three different drives. Like we're one guy's going to come in and throw. One guy's going to come in and run. The other one's going to do one of each, and you're never going to know everything. Like, we're just in and out. How how far, how far long before we're just trying to do that? That it's just a it's a running back by committee. Like, we, we've agreed on that position can never be a solo guy, and if it is, you have to be really, really good. Maybe we're at that position with the quarterbacks where it's, you only get to be a solo guy out here if you're really, really good, and if you're not, we're just going to sub you in and out every other drive and find more Taysom Hill-type guys because I, I just – I'm done watching this. This isn't nearly as fun to watch all the mediocrity also. Like, that's what kills me about what's going on right now is that I I watch basically guys make a whole bunch of turnovers nonstop. And then after they make the turnovers, I have to watch them try to make a miracle comeback, which they're also not capable of doing. They might have been capable of playing, like, a game manager role. And, and it's just a – nobody's in a good situation. It's, it's, just, it's too much. It's, it's too much to do with it all. But 
I, I don't know how you fix it. I hope that uh, maybe this next draft class will be fixing everything, and I'll be honest, if the Patriots' offense was good, I wouldn't be questioning any of this. I just I always thought it was really fun to make fun of the other teams for struggling with this quarterback controversy. And now that it is my team, and I sense of how hard it is and how tragic it can actually be, I'm starting to think that there's a problem with the system, <laughs> Like that, that we need to get better at that part. All right, we're moving on. We good here? You want you want another? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right, Detroit Lions at the New Orleans Saints, both coming off losses this past week. As you mentioned, the Packers took care of business on Thursday against Detroit. This is a bad game. The score, 29-22, really doesn't reflect how poorly they played and that this was a come-from-behind entire second-half battle. that they, they actually had a chance at winning, but there's, there's just a lot of bad games right now with Detroit. I, I don't like what they're doing defensively. It feels like consistent on a week-to-week, and offensively, it's either a big hit or miss with with your quarterback situation there that I, I I'm really not trusting it. I, they went like 40 games without throwing an interception or something, and then it was like the floodgates opened, and, and now now it's just a couple every every game, and it's it's not good. That being said, it's not like the Saints are doing anything spectacular. They lost to Atlanta. I don't know what to think with Atlanta. You're just gonna always guess wrong, or at least if you're me, you're just gonna always get that wrong. I'm gonna go with New Orleans at home. I, I think Detroit's going in a bad trend, and I think this is either a game that they correct themselves and get back online, or this is going to be just another sloppy game that New Orleans is going to steal because they're kind of a sloppy team too. But I, I'm taking New Orleans at home because I think they have a slightly better defense. And I, I don't feel great about saying it, but who you got? I'm going to go with the Lions, but I, I, I don't, I don't love it. Just like the Saints, are, uh, I mean, they, they just got their problems, and uh, almost like you're talking about with the with the Falcons, it's like, well. Which which Saints game are we gonna get? And I, I just think the Lions will take care of this one, and maybe they'll kind of throw us off the off the scent. It's like, oh, you know, one by two touchdowns, you know, just just what we thought. But you know, co- going down the stretch here, if they start playing somebody that's competent, you know, I might be picking against them, even though they're eight and three. I, the last thought, I just thought Jordan Love kind of tore him apart, and I'm not saying Derek Carr is like significantly better, but. I think he's going to have a good shot at, at putting up some numbers against this team if Jordan Love's able to do it, and I think that's going to be enough for a victory. All right, moving on. Atlanta Falcons at the New York Jets. Man, they're just some ugly matchups these days. Uh, uh, the Jets lost to Miami on that Black Friday game. Not Nothing much to talk about there. Atlanta won The only against- thing is that, uh, that the Hail Mary at the end of the half that the uh, the Dolphins' 99-yard return, that was just that, that was just exciting. It didn't have any impact on the game, but it's something you don't see very often, and it's always the at the end of the half. Why don't they just throw it up? What's the worst that could happen? Boom, right there. That's the worst that could happen. I think the worst thing that could happen is you play the Atlanta Falcons and you have to bet on it. That that sounds like the worst thing yeah. that could happen because they're five and six, and I don't think I've gotten any of their five wins right or any of their six losses right. I think I have flip-flopped every week. They're leading their division. I'm picking them to beat the Jets this week. This is going to be the ultimate test here that if uh, if I pick them and then they, they just don't show up against this Jets team that should be trying to lose at this point. I know this Rodgers nonsense continues on, but I, I'm not buying it. And I'm not buying the Jets winning this game. Give me Atlanta on the road. I'm always going to get this wrong. I don't blame you for switching your pick right now, but who you got? I'm going with the Falcons. They have Bijan Robinson, and I bet the Jets are putting uh, Boyle back out there. So I didn't see anything out of him. <laughs> I don't know how much of him getting hired was just he's, he's friends with uh with Rodgers, and he had to go out there. 
it didn't really have a very successful college career. So if he's going back out there, uh, the Falcons, ugh, I just they got to figure it out. They got to figure it out. There Jets are, are a bad team. Just just win. There are a couple teams that have really just shook my confidence on these picks entirely. Atlanta is one of them. There's a couple more we'll get to, but. I just I don't feel that regardless of whatever happens or whatever even happened in the last week, based on what I've always thought week to week has been just so backwards that I, I've lost all confidence in picking between them. But moving on, Arizona Cardinals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I talk about an issue of confidence here. Pittsburgh's seven and four, and it's it's just not real. Like it's it's not it's not possible. All right, this this is like some faulty diet that just has a whole bunch of fake metrics to it all and a bunch of photoshop pictures to, to prove that it's what it is but it's just not that that being said are i think you sure i, I are don't you sure things haven't or things haven't changed now that they got rid of uh, matt canada their offensive coordinator wait do you think that was actually that much of a problem like and also well, without Garrett, hold him on, hold on so yeah this week they scored over 400 yards of total offense do you know the last time that they scored over 400 yards of total offense it was last season it was the game before they hired Canada. I didn't know it was that specific. 400, then Matt Canada starts. They don't score 400, or they don't get 400 yards. He leaves the next week. I, I that's, All right, so you think this offense is fixed then? You're, you're a believer in it? I, I know they're going to play the Cardinals this week, which is nothing that should be short of a, a – like, they should beat this team. All right, I, I think Kyler has some tricks up his sleeve, but he let me down last week, and I didn't – I didn't know Kyron Williams was going to come in and have an MVP conversation for the Rams. So, like, that, that's put that to the side. But I'm not, you're buying into Pittsburgh. Are you picking them this week? I'm going to make you go first then. Oh, yeah. I'm picking Pittsburgh. They're, play, they're playing the Cardinals. Yeah. The Cardinals right. got beat by the Rams. They yeah. got destroyed. All right. I, I did too. Yeah, you tell I, me why, though, because I don't really have a good reason why. What, what's your reason why? It's, it's because you just, you can't, the Cardinals aren't trustworthy. You look at it and you think, oh yeah, this will be fine. Kyler Murray, look how small he is and fast and running around. No, you just think that. And then you, then he loses. So Steelers, I don't know how they're going to do it. It's probably going to be ugly. Like these other games we're talking about, but the Steelers are again going to win. I don't know if they're going to score or get 400 yards, but they're, they're going to beat the, the Cardinals at home. You want, you want to give a score prediction? Arizona at Pittsburgh. 17 to 10. Oh, man. That's that's way more points than I thought we'd get. All right. That's not too bad. That could end up being like a, a decent game. That, that's not terrible. All right. Moving on. Miami Dolphins at the Washington Commanders. Uh, Washington got smacked. Miami played the Jets, and that was that. I, I It'll be Miami. Sorry, sorry, Washington. Moving on. Who you got? <laughs> give, give me the Dolphins. All right, next game, a lot of controversy here. This is a haunted team of me. This is this is your savior of the season right now. This is the Denver Broncos at the Houston Texans. Denver is six and five. Houston is six and five. I'm not sure if I'm shocked by Denver or Houston more, but the the Denver thing's real. Like I, I feel like I, everything I said in the preseason, and then I jumped off the bandwagon after they gave up 70 points in a game. The, the defense is, is pretty good right now. I mean, the Cleveland was not on their first or second string quarterback, but, you know, that really wasn't that much of a difference, if you ask me, from their first or second string quarterback. So I, I, I'm, I'm liking Denver. I like what Houston did, but Houston lost to Jacksonville, and it wasn't even I, – I think they could have won that game, right? They missed two field goals. They were down early. 
There was a couple really bad calls that went against Houston. It, it was a winnable game, and, and perhaps Jacksonville is better than, than I really ever want to admit. But I'm going with Denver. I think their defense is going to be able to trick CJ into some more rookie stuff and that they're they're looking a little bit more experienced than, than what I like out of Houston. I think there might be more talent. And then, yeah, I, I'm going to take a Denver. I, I don't know what to trust in Houston. I think they're too young. Is, is this is this the real bandwagon right now? Are, my, are you staying on it? Am I joining it? Or are you finally jumping ship and now I need to – suffer with my confidence issues against Denver constantly now like who are you going with are you crazy you're gonna pick the Denver Broncos they got beat like by 70 something points to the Dolphins like not that long ago no I'm going with CJ Stroud and the Texans this week I am not picking the Denver Broncos this week I think that CJ has got we what we were just talking about with guys not having it I think he's got it he marched down the field got them in field goal range did the best he could and then, man, that kicker, you couldn't have got it more centered and then right off of the off of the crossbar. That hits just a little bit differently. That goes in. I think he's winning in overtime. I think you're thinking about this totally differently. I think this week he's just going to have a little bit better uh, better luck in the in the kicking game. So, yeah, I am going with the Texans this week. Wait a minute. So, so CJ and that offense, they, did, they didn't, like, make that field goal any harder than they had to, right? They, they marched as far down as they could. They didn't get any penalties or take any sacks that put them into that position to make that kick so much harder than they had to. No, no blame there. Just blame on the, the kicker for not pushing it three more yards forward. Three, it was it was like one yard, maybe like half a yard. It was really close. It was really close. I'm just it's, saying it's so close. The, the offense, they, they fell backwards a little bit there towards towards the end. All right, there's a couple things I think they could have done better. And I, I, I don't know if I entirely love them in close games. I know that sounds crazy, but I think it's going to be a tight game here. And, and Denver... There's just a trap game every week from here on, and I'm falling for the trap. I, I I'm I'm going for it. You you fall for the Houston one. It's 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 fine. I I can't believe you did, you're jumping off the bandwagon right where I'm jumping back on. This is this is the curse of me right now. The kiss of death of Denver. Right. Yeah, I gotta get I gotta get out of here. All right, moving on. This is gonna be the ugliest game of the week. Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm taking Tampa. I I I don't know if Carolina is even capable of winning, let alone should be winning, but they they kind of have to. But I, I'm I'm disappointed in Tampa. I, I thought last week they really blew an opportunity. They probably should have beat Indy. It was a winnable game. I, I, I continue to say that I think Baker's like good enough to win like a championship with, and I'm just comparing it to the mediocrity across the league. He's definitely nothing spectacular, but I think he's better than Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones and whoever other quarterback we're going to have starting this week. But it, it's it's not looking great. I don't know what the problems are with Tampa or what they should be doing in the next year. There's a lot of good players on this team, and it just doesn't really add up to a whole lot of wins. But like I said, I don't think Carolina's capable of winning, so I'm taking Tampa at home. Who you got? I'm also going with the Buccaneers. I just think that the Panthers are, are, are real bad. I don't think this is a case of uh, the players were upset with the coach. I think it's just like, hey, this just wasn't working out. I believe this is the third coach for the Panthers in one year, so that's pretty impressive. That's a lot of a lot of money going to the coach with the with the new owner there. But you know, Bill Simmons always talks about the the new owner syndrome, and you always feel you got to be doing something. So we'll see how long he stays up front making making decisions like this. But yeah, so just just give me the Buccaneers because I just like them a little bit more than I like the Panthers. Should we be falling for the new coach syndrome, which has been successful in the past so far? I mean, even even the the Raiders kind of went on a little bit of a tear there for a second. Was it last year? Was the Colts with uh, shit? Who was the the announcer? I forgot his oh, name. Oh, Saturday. 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 You know, so I'm just saying, 
and, and perhaps there's there's enough uh, dislike with this team that this, this guy was holding them back. But the problem is I haven't really seen them throw a good punch all year, so I don't even know if they have it. It's just like I said, I don't even know if they're capable of winning. But I, I just I'm mentioning it now so that when next week they come in and they they completely destroyed a Tampa team who we, neither of us are truly in love with. But I don't know, new coach syndrome. It, it, it's I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it, but it seems to be somewhat of a trend. All right, next game. I don't think it's a trend. You don't think it's a trend? <laughs> next I don't game, think it's a trend. Cle- Cleveland Browns at the LA Rams. I think it's panic time for Cleveland. That offense is bad. I think they've been able to patch it and stop the bleeding as much as they can, but it's just not good enough. And with the Rams, Kyra Williams is back, man. I, I He was on the IR for four weeks. He had 16 carries, 143 yards rushing, six receptions, 61 yards receiving for two receiving touchdowns as well massive game he looked like an mvp i'll be honest i i don't think i've seen a player have quite as dominant performance this year as, as he did I'm, I'm going with the rams i'm going to play the hot hand i i, I think cleveland's like i said in, in a real bad place right now i i feel for them they seem to have a lot of boxes checked and they just can't keep it up i mean the running back position they lose chubb halfway through not even halfway through the year early early in the year and, yeah early and have managed to just kind of stop the bleeding with Ford and he's still pretty good I still think that they have a decent offense but this quarterback thing and it looks like it's going to be even worse it's going to be PJ again and it's not going to be I don't even know what his initials are anymore but it it's it's a rough place uh, for Cleveland because I think there's a lot of talent on this team they're seven and four this is a game that I think they a couple weeks ago I would have said yeah they're gonna they're gonna beat the Rams but I think they're going to beat the Rams this week. I'm taking the Rams. I I don't know what else to tell you, but uh, I'm, I'm taking the five and six Rams over the seven and four Cleveland Browns. Who you got? I I'm doing the same. We all know who Matthew Stafford is, and last week, uh, four touchdowns. That's that that's a pretty good day. Putting up putting up the numbers. I think we might see him in a segment uh, coming up later. But if you don't know who your quarterback is, it just it makes things just way harder. I think you can't – there's just not enough time during the week to be splitting first-team reps. So I think that's why sometimes you got to throw a guy out there and just think, all right, well, he worked with the ones more often during the week, so we're just going to go with him and the backup come, comes in later. But I, I think the the Browns are going to be pretty disappointed with the way that their uh, their season kind of rumble, rumbles along where there, there was some promise and then just with their, those injuries to their offensive players, I just, I just don't think they're going to be able to recover. I, I, I feel bad for Cleveland. It's, I don't, it's it's stupid, but um, they did a lot of things right, and it's a lot of things that didn't go their way. That that just sucks. Uh, moving on, San Francisco 49ers at the Philadelphia Eagles. We get a good game this week. This should be an actual borderline playoff game-like feel. I, I think these are arguably two of the best teams in the league, and I, I'm really excited for this. The Philly had a lot more drama in their previous week than the Niners, who beat up Seattle. Philly went in overtime against Buffalo and, and ended up turning out to be a great win for them it's weird though because i think if they lost we all would have said that's a terrible loss buffalo's not that good this year they're, they're just okay and and yet they win and it's like what, what an awesome win you know they go into overtime they come back they get, they get the ball after stopping josh allen and just take care of business just like that i i'm picking the eagles over the niners they just seem to be the hotter team right now i'm not sure if i would bet on this in a playoff situation i just think san francisco has a lot more tricks up their sleeve and they might hold back a couple of those tricks until that really matters, or, or it'll matter this game this week. I don't. I'm not sure. I, one of these teams, I feel like it's going to hold back slightly, but I'm going to go with the home team in Philly. I, I, every time I think this team looks inconsistent and isn't really good enough, they they just win again. They have one loss, so of all, all these ten lo- ten wins, I don't think all of them are really really perfect. But 
a win's a win. So I'm going with them. Who you got? I am going with the Niners. Once they got off that that bye week and put those put those issues behind them, got all their guys healthy. I think that the Eagles, they just and and maybe again they'll just rise to the occasion and they'll just eke one out. But I'm just thinking sooner or later they're gonna go against somebody that's bigger than them and they're not gonna be able to do the. All right, well we gotta just kind of figure something out. The the very last second, you know the the, the way better version of what the Steelers are doing. Uh, but I think that they just they kind of have some problems and there's just there's a little bit of uh you know ten and one is awesome. You know even if you're eight and three, it's like okay you're still up at the top. But I think there just might have been a few games in there that could have easily flipped the other way. And I think the the 49ers are gonna be able to go on the road and they're going to uh, put 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 their stamp on uh, on this game. Man, I I'm all with you. This is, you've got my confidence completely flipped on these picks, but it's like I'm supposed to feel that way against a team that has ten wins and one loss. Like it's just really hard for me. And sure, the Niners are a quality team that I I think will have a more better playoff success than the Eagles. But I I just think the regular season game is and something about feeling the regular season just seems more dominant to me. Moving on, Kansas City Chiefs at the Green Bay Packers. Packers coming off a victory against Detroit. Should we be watching out? Is, is this is this something here? Five and six? Are they are they on to something? Or Kansas City coming off a bye week here? I think they'll take care of business. I, I, I would very much like to see the Packers get completely crushed. I know the no, Chiefs. No, no, Kansas City. Chiefs played the Raiders. Or Chiefs played the Raiders. Wrong notes. <laughs> I, uh, I think they were down. I think they were down uh fourteen nothing. They were. They were. And then yeah, and then then realized, oh, we're we're the Chiefs and we're going against the Raiders. We should uh we should get our act together here. Anyway, should we be watching out for the Packers? I got the Chiefs. Who you got? I got the Chiefs. Um, I'm not concerned about the Packers, but I feel like the Packers this year have been the team that a- anytime I just go with, ah, nope, they're no good, that's when they uh, Jordan Love will come, and, come and, and, and burn me. So, I, I but it's just the Chiefs are just way better. They're way better. They, and they, they got to start making moves if they want that number one seed. And remember, uh, you know, they changed the rule last year or the year before. It's not two buys in each conference it's just one so if you're the two seed you have to play that first weekend so i think there's gonna be more of a push to get that that top spot that i think is still very obtainable for them all right last game of the week cincinnati Bengals at the jacksonville jaguars right, cincinnati it, it's it's a lot of what if situations here they're five and six they struggled against pittsburgh this past week i feel for them for losing burrow i miss having joe burrow out in the field it would be a way more fun game to watch I'm not in love with this Jacksonville team, but it's it's really hard to to say you're going to pick Cincinnati, and and mon- maybe Monday is the game I should be staying away from as well. But I, I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I I don't really have a whole lot of reasons why. I I guess you could say Trevor Lawrence is pretty good. Etn's been consistent. Ridley and Christian Kirk are are still doing stuff on offense, but I, I'm just not in love with this Jacksonville team. I'm, I'm going to reluctantly take them. If Burrow was playing, they would have zero shot, and that's where we're at at this point. Who you got? I couldn't agree more. That's exactly where I, Browning didn't didn't show me anything. And yep, Burrow's out there. Burrow's healthy. All right, let's make it happen. But when you have the the backup in there, whew, yeah, that that uh, is un- unfortunate for them. Very unfortunate. Unfortunate for everyone. It's I, I wanted to see Joe Burrow go do. Uh, yeah, I wanted to see him make a push. Yeah, I really wanted to make see him make a comeback here. He was putting everything on his shoulders for a second there. It was really fun to watch. It's it's a bummer he's gone. Uh, all right, fantasy heroes and zeros. I'm sure there were plenty. Who who did well and who did not so well? Oh, one guy that actually we really didn't talk too much about uh, with the with with the buys coming up. Uh, 
for zeros, quarterback Josh Dobbs. I was out in front saying, hey, this is a magical run, and this is going to run out of gas. So I'm going to take a little victory lap there. Uh, also, we have uh, Adam Thielen and Cooper Cup. I am pretty sure that this is the third week in a row that Cooper Cup, I, th I think if you got Cooper Cup on your team, unless you've got somebody else that's really filling in, he is killing you because you kind of have to keep starting him. Uh, running back, Saquon Barkley, I think he unfortunately flipped. He was uh, a hero uh, not too long ago. And then the heroes, we were, we were kind of bagging on the on the quarterbacks, but we, we got a nice list here. We got C.J. Stroud, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and Matthew Stafford. Wide receivers, we got Devonta Smith. He's a he, he's been struggling a, a little bit, you know. AJ Brown has been been the guy to have, but you know he he, he stepped it up. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, Zay Flowers, and then for running backs we have uh, Bijan Robinson and Kyron Williams. Oh, and and for defense, defense the Ravens. Miami defense wasn't pretty good too. I thought Miami had a pretty good defense, and maybe they didn't surpass. They had probably high expectations. I, I just feel like they ended up with a high number. Uh, Definitely some fantasy heroes and zeros. I had Kyron on my IR. I didn't trust him. I was like, ah, oh, he's been on IR for the past four weeks. Like, why? Oh, and why I got burned with uh, A-Chan last week, where it's like, oh, he's coming off. They say he's ready to go. Throw him in. Yeah, let, let's go. And that, it did not work. I was very worried that it was going to be a limited snaps or that he was going to be sharing the workload. And then it was like, well, I, I, it just sounded like he was going to be a very borderline start guy versus the, the game that he had. Is, now he's like an automatic start guy the next week. I'm curious to bring that up again. This, this may blow up in my face, but uh, those are this week's fantasy heroes and zeros. We'll uh, we'll update you every week on that. Uh, let's move on to a little amateur football, a little college football here, where some good teams played each other this week. A big rivalry, an actual real rivalry in Michigan State and Ohio State. Michigan was successful in a victory, and that is three years in a row. Everyone seems to always group those together as if all the seasons you know have some sort of relation, but. If, if you were these teams and you're this invested into this rivalry, it really does feel like, yeah, they do add up. They do matter. It is. I do mm -hmm. want to win every year. I don't want to lose multiple years. And it does feel like when you lose three years in a row, nothing quite tastes the same. You know, it's just a real bad taste in your mouth. It's a, it's a disappointment. That being said, it was a good game. Uh, a bit of a disappointing ending, I would say. Not quite as exciting as I was hoping for, but a little back and forth and some actual scoring and an excellent, excellent crowd. Everyone's always always argues that and I always kind of say yeah whatever crowds are okay they're good in NFL games too but no no the crowd crowd was alive you you could sense the energy in this and it's it's real fun and the stakes were super high I'm sure there's a lot more actual football you you might want to talk about in this game but that those are more my, my takeaways from it which I did watch I, I watched this game this is one of the few games available in 4k nice and crispy and I got it all on the nice big screen over here not the sport I want and then the only sport I can get but I'll take it uh <laughs> What were your thoughts on the on the Michigan win? Just impressive for Michigan. They were at home. They were favored, so they did that. They 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 covered. Like you said, could have been maybe a little bit more exciting down down the stretch, but you know, great great defensive play. But doing without without Harbaugh there because of the whole possible scandal and just weirdness still there. Uh, that is a ongoing. That was his final game that he was uh, suspended for for now. We'll see if more things come out or if this is a, all right, we're not even going to investigate this anymore. We feel like if we've punished him enough, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to move on. But it's, it is always cool when a game that has been talked about, you know, the week leading up, weeks leading up, like, hey, this is going to be a big deal. It's going to be a big game. Uh, it does deliver, is fun. And yet, that, I mean, it, 
I, I don't know why I expect anything else, but one of those you you don't even have to be looking at the game. You could just hear the fans and say like this, this is this is a little bit different than 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 a normal game. Yeah, you can almost you can almost feel the sound like you feel like the wave of, of the energy kind of like yeah. shaking everything. No, no, it was, it was good. It was good. I didn't I didn't think it was the best game of the weekend though, or the most exciting one. The Alabama ending. I mean, another rivalry, Alabama Auburn. Another one where I know it doesn't matter how your season ends or this season ends. If we win this one, we'll at least at least be happy with ourselves. We can live with ourselves. Ends ends in a what a touchdown miracle last second. Is it mm-hmm. as time expired or almost? What what, what Four happened? Thirty one. Yeah, touchdown pass being down uh down down force so need need the touchdown down the stretch. And to really keep the uh, the the hopes, because now uh, and now Alabama will play Georgia next week for the SEC championship game. That was one of the ones on my list, the ones that people should should watch. Uh, where I think if they were to beat Georgia, I think Georgia would still have to be in the top four. But then it starts making the argument for, hey, should Alabama, you know, be weaseling its way in, kind of at the at the last minute here. So we're gonna have uh, with the the championship games coming up. We. Uh, it, it's far from far from a lock on who's going to be in this college football playoff. Uh, that's exciting. So, what, what kind of? I mean, there are any games you want to talk about from the past week? Other, but otherwise, no. let's look for. All right, what are we looking forward to this week? Then, what what kind of is at stake here? So, we got Washington just on the outside. So, it's going to be Oregon versus Washington, both ranked teams. They're for the Pac-12 championship. The Georgia uh, versus Alabama one that I just mentioned uh, for SEC championship, and then. Uh, Louisville, who got upset by Kentucky, that was uh, unexpected. They'll be playing Florida State. And Florida State, depending on which ranking you're looking at, is either four or five. So they really need a win to make sure that they stay in. I think if they lose, they will not be not be in. Uh, obviously, Michigan will be playing in the Big Ten championship game against Iowa, where Ohio State will be sitting at home. So that is always a weird one later on of, okay, if Iowa were to upset Michigan, it's – well. We already beat Ohio State, but Ohio State said, hey, you got another loss. So, yeah, I would definitely uh, take a look. There's going to be all sorts of uh, possible permutations, but this is like a, a very exciting time of the year to figure out, hey, who's going to get these last four before, uh, you know, in the not-too-distant future, we're moving to eight teams and, you know, possibly, possibly 12. And last year, the Pac-12. This will be the final Pac-12 championship game. That's weird to say, isn't it? Is it just weird? Mm-hmm. That's strange. It, it fell apart so fast. That's that's crazy. That's I can't believe that has happened. Well, we'll keep an eye out on the football. I'll, I'm I'm not I'm not into it entirely, but the, the rivalries are great. I, I like that there's just so much at stakes and so many people actually just, just care about it so much more than they ever should because it is just a regular season game as well as if it was just team blank that's also ranked number one or top whatever in this in the, the country. It's like no, I, I want to win that one. But when it's when it's the rivals and there isn't even a a ranking it doesn't even matter it, it's it doesn't matter we we have to beat that team we ha- they are the yep. sworn enemy we want to win yep. we have to win that that is fun uh all right let's talk about some college basketball we got some good games coming up this week as well but we had a bunch of good games and a bunch of activity going on the past week uh what, what games do you want to bring up from the past week here yeah i didn't want to get uh too too deep down into it because there were a lot of games i told people hey just watch watch the maui tournament that did not disappoint uh, I thought coming out of that, that Tennessee and Marquette just tough as nails on defense. I mean, there were stretches in those games in the second half where somebody was getting knocked down on, on every play. And it, they had to be so sore afterwards. And that was there was no uh, there, there was not as much finesse. It was, hey, you, you got to be coming to play because 
we're we're gonna bring it to you whether you like it or not. But some of the uh, the, the the takeaways are uh, Purdue wins uh, the Maui uh, tournament, which puts them back at number one in the in the AP poll. They're kind of in a situation where the past couple of years with their uh, falling very short, where last year losing to a uh, 16 seed. I mean, they could be number one in the poll the rest of the rest of the year, and all anybody, all the Indiana fans, anybody, any naysayers, going to go well. So we're going to put them at you know a one seed again this year. Are they going to lose the sixteen again? So unfortunately for them, uh, maybe not an unfamiliar spot where they are. But until March, until they win that first game, there's going to probably be a lot of apprehension uh, over there. Uh, I have to mention it. Uh, UConn continue continues to dominate. I believe that. It's either 21 or 22 consecutive non-conference games. They've won by double digits. And so if that was just to start the year, it's like, all right, wow, you know, six games and you played five cupcakes and you played one power five team. Like, oh, how hard is that? And it's like, oh, no, they won the national championship. So all those non-conference games, that was the entire tournament run that this is going into last season. So they won uh, the, I believe it was the, the Empire Classic at, MSG, they beat Texas. Uh, just a, uh, just I think they're up to number four in the AP poll. So you know, if the season were to end today, they'd be a one seed. Just, I, I just I got to keep an eye on them. They're kind of sneaking up. Uh, Villanova won the battle for Atlantis. I don't think they were going to be one of the more favorites there. Uh, UNC was in that 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 group, but they were they were upset. But that was those were some fun games. And then uh, coming up this week, uh, first uh, time doing the ACC SEC challenge. It was a uh, ACC, uh, I don't care. It was, I think, it was the Big Big Ten uh, for a while, and they decided, nope, we're switching that up. So, coming up today, we have Miami at uh, at Kentucky. We have, and then tomorrow, uh, Tennessee at UNC and Duke at Arkansas. The uh, the rest of this week, another real big one. UConn is going to Kansas, so. Kansas uh, got a little tripped up in the in the Maui tournament. I'm sure they, especially playing at home, are really going to be looking for a for for a big revenge game here. Uh, as well as later in the week, we have Marquette at Wisconsin and uh, Gonzaga versus uh, USC. Bronny is not playing yet, but I saw uh, over Feast Week that he was doing some warmups. So hopefully, heading in the right direction after that uh, cardiac arrest cardiac arrest incident uh, this off season. I do wish him good health, but in some ways, I think he's done his career a favor by not being in the spotlight for a little bit here, not having to play basketball. I, maybe maybe he'll do better with some better talent around him. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, I, I just wish him good health. That, that's all I'll say is that. It's uh, a, lot of, a lot of good games coming up. All right, this isn't the only tournament time and the only only tournaments going on. You got all these midseason Maui stuff, nah, 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 all that. We got, we got a real mid-season tournament with a terrible name in the NBA going on right now and tonight's the last day of group play so that means tonight's the night where the point differential is going to decide a whole lot of stuff I think everyone early on was disappointed in the the tournament or at least had some lower expectations and in, in the change that it wasn't changed enough or that it was just weird in the way the schedule was and you know courts and jerseys and colors all that aside it really is just a regular season game that has added stakes to it. I think the point differential actually adds a lot of stakes to it. So now tonight, the Celtics, who have not taken care of business and lost to Orlando this past Friday, are in jeopardy of not making the tournament. And because they haven't scored as many points as some of the other teams, 
they have to score like something by 23 or 24 points in a win tonight against Chicago just to have a chance to getting in. And I think they still need some help between, I think Brooklyn needs to beat the Raptors. And I'm not sure if that's entirely going to happen tonight either. And then the difference of between a whole bunch of other games is going to decide if we get some wild card spot. Uh, I I'm into it. I, I can't explain all of it entirely to you. There's way too many numbers that could go our way or not our way tonight to put us the Celtics in a position to make the tournament. But I like the added value. Hopefully the players care about it. I'm not sure if they will, but it is something to care about if they want to. And it is something that we're going to ask about after the game if they don't deliver. So I, I, I think this is a step in the right direction. I'm a little concerned that we are not going to make the tournament. I was kind of excited to do this Vegas thing and I'm going to watch regardless, but it would have been fun if the Celtics were in. It is fun though, that maybe, maybe we're out and somebody like Orlando is in and we get to see them a little bit more and see how they essentially acted under a borderline playoff game. I, I, and I'm, I'm excited for that, but uh, what, what, what are you, what are you thinking about all this? Is this, you're all right with it? Is this a little too much? We're going a little too fast for the tournament or this is kind of what you were hoping for. The point differential, and I get it that we're saying let's do what soccer does, but with soccer, you only have like a few goals here and there. Where this, there, there's a lot more. Uh, I don't think that I realized that point differential was going to be the main uh, tiebreaker, which does make it easier that you could just compare teams with you know that tiebreaker. But it is pretty confusing, even for someone that's pretty plugged in. That like you. I, I sent you the article and I read through it and it, it, like like you said it's like I think the Celtics have to win by more than 23 but also the Nets have to beat the Raptors but not more than not by more than 16 uh do you think that there's any concern that Celtics could win tonight not by 23 the other things could work out that the team with the best record in the in in the in the league does not make this tournament yeah, because that's not how the, the tournament works. There are tournament days that are worth tournament wins and tournament prices. That we, we didn't meet the fare for admission, man. We we have to take care of business tonight. We need help. I think I think everyone assumed that this midseason tournament was gonna take up more space of the season and it the fact that it doesn't and the fact that it was really short and quick and it was only two nights a week for like two weeks here, two, three weeks, is uh is very short lived and I'm I'm okay with it, but it just happened quick. And I think next year it's like, hey, you lose one. This is the situation you're in. We blew the Orlando game on Friday, which was Great a whole time. was a whole other thing. We, we Porzingis is out, Drew Holiday was out. Not not exactly what we were hoping for in in our, our roster out there, but it was a winnable game. Right? We didn't show up that game. If we showed up, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in. We also could have lost by less points in that game, which is a another factor that I think needs to start getting mentioned and. At the start of next season, I think it'll become a little bit more of a priority and reminding everyone that, hey, the point differential matters. You don't want to get blown out, or when you put your subs in real late, you may want to tell them you want to actually score. Don't let them just jack up a whole bunch of shots. You know, those are those could cost you something if you do care about this. And I think, at least for the first year, and hopefully for next year, teams are going to care about this. So I, I don't think that's really an issue. I think it's actually exactly what the NBA was kind of hoping for. I, I know you want the best teams in it, but I think you also just want any team that's in it. And this does kind of shake it up a little bit more. And we're going to be – the Celtics aren't going to fall off on a cliff and not make the playoffs now. We're going to see plenty of Celtics games and a lot of big games. And we're still going to play big games every night. We don't necessarily need a tournament to tell us that this is a must-watch game or that this is a, a, a better team that we're playing and blah, blah, blah. We'll, 
we'll have plenty of good competitions. We're going to be on TV a whole bunch. It is a little weird, though, that you see that the schedule is kind of in flux for the next couple games after this yep. because you're either in the tournament or you're out of the tournament. And if you're in the tournament, you can't play the team out of the tournament. So they they shuffle all that around. That That's a little confusing for me, but I'm glad I don't have to make that math decision. But I, I'm okay with all this. I think it all it all makes sense to me to some degree. It's it's maybe a little clunky, but I think we can work on it from here, and I'm not, I'm not against it. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. Are you going to be rooting for us to win by 23 tonight, or are you just going to be rooting for a oh. regular win? Oh, big time. Big time. I want to I make this tournament. I want to win the tournament. Celtics, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're winning franchise. You know, best, best franchise in the NBA of all time. And so I would like them to, you know, kind of set the standard of, you know, we're good this year. I, I think it just comes off as uh, me being pretty biased, but I can't imagine that the NBA wants their absolute best teams in like the bigger markets to, to not make this. So it's just going to be interesting if, uh you know, if that happens and just like, wait, how, how do we lose one game? And I get it. It's, it's all math based, but just wait, we lost one game. We have the best record in the NBA, but we're not part of the top eight for this in season tournament. And it might just kind of lose a little bit of its, uh of its luster for, for people that were looking to see the, the, the best teams. But right now, uh, Porzingis isn't playing. Uh, Drew's not playing. And uh, I saw right before the podcast that Derek White's playing. But I'm wondering on the flip side, how much, like, how much do the Bulls care about playing spoiler? And I still remember last year when we were down uh, two games to nothing, thinking, okay, Celtics are going to come out. We're not going to mess around. Like, we're going to take this real seriously. And then we absolutely just did not put forward any any effort. We did the next three games after that. But that game three, I was I was like, you bet the house on this game. We're for sure winning this game. We were going to turn this whole thing around. So I just don't know. It's a lot of the same players. And, the, you know, the two main new guys are hurt. So when it's, you know, Tatum and, and Brown coming out, like, what is the energy going to be? Is it going to like, hey, let's go out? Or am I going to, you know, pull the game up? And it's going to say, wait, we're down by 20 points. You know, you guys, you, we need to win by 20 points. So I do have a little bit of a little bit of concern there. The past couple of weeks, we've been on a little bit of a little bit of a skid. You know, we showed up for for the Bucks, but even towards the end of that game, you know, it got got a little dicey. The, the Grizzlies game got a little dicey. We just absolutely just decided not to focus in the in the Charlotte game down the stretch. We were up nine, and then took that to overtime. And Tatum missed his free throws, like very fixable things. And I, it's just gonna be interesting to see what 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 the effort level is uh, for tonight on a on a Tuesday. But it is cool that all the games are at the same time. And so I say, hey, like I'm kind of having trouble, uh, you know, figuring it exactly out. That's what's really cool about X. All the people that you know, all the NBA X NBA Twitter people, like there'll be several people saying, okay, here's where we're at, and there'll be like a reset. And all right, no, you're looking pretty good here. And down the stretch, I think it'll be pretty exciting. Uh, as it goes in, into the fourth quarter when you have all the teams just lined up. Do you think we need a larger sample size of the group play? Because like you said, we only lost one game and we're in jeopardy of not making it. There's only one game tonight. Do you think we need a little bit more? more like, Should we add That's more games I, to this? I, I, I guess it depends on what their, what, what their goal is. Is their goal to have just kind of like a wild tournament in the middle of the, of the, the year? Because then it would be, oh, yeah, you know what? You know, it's almost like Purdue last year getting upset by a 16 seed. Like, oh, they didn't even make the tournament, you know, last year. Or is it to have the best teams? I think if you want to have the best teams, maybe you do have to have, it. you know, a few more games. But or is like all games, I don't know if you could do this schedule-wise, but it's like all games in November are tournament games. And 
that leads into this tournament. And then afterwards, I, I don't know. I think there's still a lot of, a lot of ideas. There's still a lot of things that could get uh, switched and massaged uh, going forward. I think one or two things are going to decide to this. If the, if the teams that like if Boston's out and they don't make it and the games end up still being tight and close and they're, they're entertaining, nobody's going to care. But if like team X blows out team Y team Y had like no chance of ever making it and they got in and they just get completely smacked. They're going to be like, well, this is what happens. Like this is, this is your whatever undefeated team in the, in the college thing to college tournament that ends up getting in. And it's like, yeah, they're really not that good. They didn't play anyone and they just get completely crushed. Mm -hmm. If if the games are are close and tight, I don't think that anyone has any problem with anything. And we run it back exactly the way it is. But if it is a bit of a talent discrepancy and that we're not really thrilled with the teams that we're watching competing in this tournament, I would, I would be shocked if they didn't at least stagger some of the groups to favor some, some bigger markets or, or something in the future to, to just, favor that and not make it quite as a random crapshoot as it as it kind of was this year uh but I, i'm all for it i'm all for it i think this is great i'm, I'm very excited for it I'm, I'm curious to see how it all plays down tonight like tonight at halftime i'm gonna be checking twitter like you said just trying to figure out what all right what am i rooting for what's in position right now and then once the fourth quarter hits it, it's gonna be a very red zone witching hour type feel and that's that's how this seems like a prime night to have that crunch time uh show that they have yeah, I could just imagine just tuning in to being like, all right, as of right now, if everything stays, they're on, they're up 16 and Boston's up 23 and it's not going to matter. Like we're, we're going to be rooting for, <laughs> we're going to be rooting for the Nets to win, but not by as much. So we're rooting for the <laughs> other. <laughs> and have it out at the same time. And yeah, it's, it's definitely going to, uh, going to be unique because normally when you're rooting for a score, it's you as a gambler. And so it's you and other gamblers doing this where this time is going to be all of Boston. As long as you understand, and, like, the players, the coaches, they know, here's the number we got to get to. Like, th- this is it. Yeah, I-, I don't know how conscious all the players are going to be of everything. Like, we need to hope that the bench guy, X, is at the end of the bench, plays the last what, second. Wait, what do you mean? This isn't this isn't gambling. This isn't, like, hey, this doesn't impact you. This directly impacts whether you make the tournament or not. I'm saying the 12th man on Toronto isn't, thinking i'm gonna come in and hit a three so that boston can get in he just wants to come in and hit a three it's just so factors that that it really helps us if they end up winning by 11 instead of 14 because some guy just made his three at the very end of the game yeah like we need that guy to say be, be conscious of the numbers that he's throwing out there's what i'm saying all right any other nba uh, games you wanted to get to today i feel like we didn't really talk about any specific games but it's it's a little weird right now with, with picking stuff going forward with so much really being determined tonight and kind of a lot being Yeah, decided. that's what it was like. It's like there, there's like some games, but really it's going to be these tournament games that are going to be coming up that are, are going to be the, hey, move, move your move your schedule around, and we won't know those until until after tonight. All right, well, I'm going to start playing a little outro here, and uh, we're going to do a quick talk about the beer mile, and we can maybe touch a little bit on the, the red zone uh, alarm gate. I'm not sure. Alarm, what yeah. Is that, is that what we're calling it? I don't know what we're calling didn't I didn't the really get much. fire alarm going off. I was concerned. I was concerned for uh, – you know, for everyone's safety over there. You know, we're watching that show every every week. I need those guys, uh, you know, all, all ready to go. It, it was – he's just so professional. He's Scott Ads is so good. Yeah, I don't know how he didn't panic. He might have had to, like, not just nervous in front of the camera panic, but, like, hey, is your life actually kind of in danger panic? Like, what's – there's an alarm <laughs> going off. That doesn't happen. The alarm only goes off when things are going wrong, and that's what, – what, what a crazy scenario that was. And then to – 
<laughs> they're lucky the game just laid out the way they did because that could have been a complete oh. disaster if it was like, no, we if really like an hour earlier or something. Any time earlier. They're, that was the only window of which this would have been moderately acceptable, and they can air the entire eight hours as if nothing went wrong. Oh yeah. Uh, the other update I wanted to talk about was the beer mile. It has been attempted. A video is being put together of what happened from the attempt, and we're we're working on it. I think we have made a gentleman's agreement that it was a fair attempt, and that we are going to accept the punishment for what it is, and that it was it very was, very you, punishing. You were, defi you were definitely punished. It was very punishing. It was almost complete success uh, with a couple actual hiccups and. <laughs> Lots of burping, lots of gas, and very, very punishing and struggling. And, and you know, I just the, the running is no problem right now. Like, if you want to make me run a mile anytime, I, I don't think that's even nearly as punishing as it is trying to drink four beers in under twenty minutes. I'm really uh, ready to say I'm too old and happily ready to retire from all drinking games, access, excess, and any any sort of gambling of, of alcohol. I'm, I'm done. I'm over. I'm retired. It's out. No more. That's nope. smart, smart, no, smart. No, move. no more, no more of this kind of stuff. I, I want no more feats of no marathon Mondays, no power hours. And I'm, I'm out. I'm out. All right. It's fine. You want to have a, a nice glass of whiskey with me sipping on all night. That's that's fine. We, we, we can do that. We are not doing anything like this again. I'm, I'm not allowing it. I don't think I can do it. I, I still don't know if I've recovered from it. it. It's very traumatizing as well. It's just the worst way to ever try to consume alcohol, in my opinion. And it's. It's over, and it was punishing, and we'll have a future update going into next week. Uh, any, anything you want to say about it before we get out of here? It was definitely punishing. I'm glad I didn't have to do it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's not a reward for me, and it won't be a reward to watch. But we do have some nope. videos, and we'll put together something, uh, try to make it as appealing as possible. But until next week, uh, we'll have an update on that. Thank you, as always, for watching. Please subscribe and follow Zach on his X account, which is... Wicked Z-Man 24. And follow us on our Instagram, Facebook, subscribe on Spotify, Little Column A, Little Column B podcast. We'll be back. Little Column A, Little Column B.